0: to another episode of latina ghouls we hope everyone is doing well staying healthy and consistently checking in on yourself mentally emotionally and physically i'm your host yesenia
1: and i'm your host jenny
0: um how are you jenny i'm okay how are you um you know getting through it <laughs> living life uh, from a quarantine perspective right now <laughs> Um, yeah, nothing nothing too bad, I would say. I'm kind of like sad that we're still in the ship, but here we are a Watch list, huh? At least
1: you're
0: not on a watch list. Oh yeah, because you guys I'm went back to phase to one. That. Okay, well, at least you guys like i I feel like you guys are defined on what you guys are doing. like um our governor. Was like, oh, there's no such thing as phases anymore. Um, we're gonna figure it out like day by day kind of thing, and it's kind of annoying because I'm like, I don't know, like we ha- our state is very in between like sweet or like conservative and liberal, but like I feel like we have a lot more conservatives, and so the fact that you're not defining anything is like really fucking it up because. Like there's just no structure, you know,, mm-hmm. and it even sucks even more because like so when it was a requirement here, like it's just each fucking like I don't know, I feel like every authority like figure in my state thinks that they can do whatever the fuck they want, regardless of what like our governor is saying, mm-hmm. um like so for example, like our governor put out like the statement saying that like we had to do mandatory um masks and whatnot and uh he like our our sheriff's department here in my county was like oh we're not enforcing it like we're not gonna find people if you're not wearing a mask like we're just not gonna enforce it so i'm like okay then thanks for thanks for caring (laughs) i don't know where the fuck does it say um not wearing a mask is unconstitutional in the Constitution. Um, But live your life, I guess, you know, and interpret.
1: Maybe if they get COVID, they'll understand.
0: Well, I feel like that's the thing. I feel like people, like, especially here because we have a smaller population compared to, like, California. um, People were like, oh, it's not, like, that big here. And now it's, like, fucking spreading. Like, I think um, I saw this article where, like, my state was one of the top five, like, states that is, like, getting hit hard with COVID. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's because these bitches ain't paid attention, obviously. Like, it's that reason. Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I guess. One step at a time, supposedly, now that we're, like, back at square one.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... um as we're alternating our topics every week, um, we wanted to focus on a topic that was significantly publicized within, like, the last you know few months.
1: Yeah, um, we thought with everything going on in the world, we wanted to bring light an ongoing case that we find that we find important to talk about and keep tabs this case as it may change our country's politics
0: and policies to come yeah definitely um and so with that said we wanted to start this week's discussion with viewers viewer discretion so we have a couple of disclaimers that we are going to include um first disclaimer is the following presentation is intended for a mature audience this contains graphic description of crime scenes sexual assaults adult dialogue, and extreme language. Viewer's discretion is advised. And our second um, disclaimer is the disclaimer of fair use notice. So this episode may contain copyrighted material. Such material is made available for educational purposes only. This constitutes a fair use of such copyrighted material as provided for In Title 17 U.S.C. Section 1068A-117 of the U.S. Constitution, sorry, of the U.S. Copyright Law. So, um, with those disclaimers in place, this week's discussion is on the tragic murder of Vanessa Guillen. Um, whether you've heard about this case or not, we would like to break it down, discuss sexual assault and harassment within the military systems. Um, throughout this episode, we would like to refer to Vanessa by first name. So if you hear us talking about her, we're saying Vanessa rather than Guillen or Special Ven- Specialist Vanessa Guillen, things like that. Um, so
1: with Vanessa's case being a continuing topic on social media and news outlets we would like to talk about her story update and following information about toxic and harassing command culture and also the following events that occurred at fort hood since vanessa went missing
0: okay cool so now let's get into vanessa's backstory So, she was born and raised in Houston, Texas, and like many of our families, um, she came from a big family with five siblings. As a kid, people close to her described her as caring and loving. She was also described as an athletic kid who um, enjoyed sports like soccer and track. Um, She also enjoyed going to church with her family and surrounded herself with religious figures like La Virgen de Guadalupe. According to an article in the New York Times, they stated that Gloria Guillen, uh, Vanessa's mom, described how Vanessa had always been interested in the military, Um, stating, Gloria Guillen said she, Vanessa, had an interest in the military since childhood, when she was playing, when she would play with her brother's toy pistols, despise her mother's reservation. She decided to enlist at the age of 18. On April 22, 2020, Vanessa was last seen in the parking lot of her brackets at the Fort Hood Army Post in Texas. This was the last time time Vanessa was seen alive. On April twenty third, Vanessa was reported missing to the U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Division, um, also known as the CID, and the investigation began from there. Um, The investigators were building information, but not enough to exactly know what happened. On the day Vanessa was reported missing, her keys, room ID, um, her or sorry, her room key, her ID, and wallets were all found in the armory room where she had been working on that day. And this, again, is according to that New York Times article. Um, But other than that, it seemed that the investigators had... Like really hard time figuring out where um, or what had happened to Vanessa or even more information on the story. Um, within this time period, her family had been pushing for a quote louder investigation. Um, her mom wanted to know where she was and wanted to get her home safely. Her mother, Gloria, um, had informed investigators that Vanessa had opened up to her and had told her that she was be- being sexually harassed. Um, therefore, investigators began to look into that as well. It seems that investigators were either struggling to get more information or might have been interviewing people, but no leads were being presented at that moment. Therefore, the CID was offering a $15,000 reward to the public for more information on Vanessa's whereabouts. This was done on June 9th, a little under a month um, and a half after her disappearance. Within this time period, her, her story began to blow up on social media. Empathizers um, of the case were sharing, reposting a lot of her missing story information, especially the Latinx community and service members who had had their experience with sexual assault while in the force. Um celebrities were also jumping in and advocating for Vanessa like Salma Hayek and Mexican American rapper Baby Bash who was also from Houston. Baby Bash even offered an um a reward to add to the 15,000 of 5,000 um for any information on the case. So at this point they were offering $20,000. Because of the amount that Vanessa's case was blowing up, there was a lot more pressure to the CID CID to find out what was going on with Vanessa. So, um, as Vanessa Guillen's story was becoming nationally known, on June 15th, the CID increased the reward money to $25,000. Other organizations stepped up um, with more money to find out what was happening with Vanessa. Throughout this time, hundreds of soldiers had been looking for Vanessa throughout the area, On that same day Vanessa was reported missing, the CID met with her family. And again, I'm sure this is where the information of Vanessa being sexually abused by a sergeant was brought up as her mother, Gloria, had mentioned her daughter had told them or told her a few months earlier and she was too afraid to report it as she didn't think they would believe her and retaliation could happen. According to ABC News, Gloria um, relived the conversation she had with Vanessa about the sexual harassment. Open quote, have you already reported the bastard, she said. I haven't reported him, mommy, because they won't believe me. They laugh at all the girls that have gone and they don't believe them, end quote. So on June 18th, the army began to investigate the allegations brought up by Vanessa's family on her behalf, uh, and on June 23rd, Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia said in a press conference, "Army officials, open quote, convinced now that there is foul play foul play involved." End quote. After Congresswoman Garcia and other congressional staff members met, like Bitchas Ted Cruz john carter and (laughs) roger williams met about the case with vanessa guillen Uh, about sorry about vanessa guillen um also so i forgot to mention at the beginning that um in late april specialist aaron robinson um, was interviewed after tips to the cid were brought um, to them about him and within this he was identified as a Person of concern. He allegedly told them that Vanessa was working in a building across from his, and because she worked in an arms room, um, she had to go to his place of work to ask for serial numbers and get paperwork from him. He was not her superior or even in her chain of command. After that, he said that um, he gave her the paperwork and the serial numbers and she walked towards the motor pool. During this time, it took the CID more than a month to get Vanessa's phone records, and once they did, they saw that the last number Vanessa contacted was that of Specialist Aaron Robinson. So, this created more of a suspicion towards Specialist Robinson. As the investigation continued, and for those of you who have been keeping up with Vanessa Gian's case, you may remember that they found body remains around Fort Hood, but They did not belong to Vanessa at that time. Well, um, we'll get into that later on for sure. Um, But on June 30th, (laughs) um, partial human remains were found near the Leon River. And after further investigation, on July 6th, Major General Scott Eflin confirmed that the remains found near the Leon River on June 30th were those of Vanessa so what's speculated now allegedly um specialist aaron robinson found out that vanessa's remains were found so what's speculated now allegedly as specialist robins aaron robinson found out that vanessa's remains were found he texted his girlfriend cecily aguilar and said open quote baby they found pieces end quote Through the new phone records, the CIDA um, were able to get their hands on. These records led to Cecily Aguilar, where it seems like she lied at first, but then came clean about what she knew or what had happened. She stated that Robinson picked her up from her job late on April 22nd, early April 23rd, um, she told them that she ended up helping Robinson dismembered the body with an axe or a hatchet and ended up burning the remains near the Leon River. Aguilar said that Robinson told her that, open quote, he repeatedly struck Specialist Gian on the head with a hammer, killing her and hiding her body in a large box, end quote on july 2nd prosecutors announced that a charge in the case had happened but a few days before the announcement was made specialist aaron robinson died by suicide the girlfriend cecily aguilar was convicted of all charges against her um conspiracy to tamper with evidence and she faces a maximum of 20 years The Gann family believes that Robinson killed her to keep her from filing a sexual harassment complaint against him. But of course, senior officials at Fort Hood say that there's no evidence supporting this, the sexual harassment um, claims. Today is August 1st, so it's a Saturday that we're recording, um, and yesterday, which was Friday, um, July 31st vanessa's family met with trump um regardless of how people may feel about this um, the purpose of the meeting was to discuss a new bill that is named hashtag i am um, and if it's passed it would allow for a creation of a third party agency to which active duties um, service members can report allegations of sexual harassment and sexual assault so to summarize that with my um lack of ability to read um so it's a bill that if it passes it'll be a third party um kind of like agency that will be able to have non bias um, approaches when it comes to sexual harassment or sexual assault um, which is what they're trying to prevent with that itself Um, and so the family is pushing hard for the sexual harassment claims to be acknowledged and supported um, and investigated in the article done by the guardian the family made the following statement so I'm gonna read what was in the article. Um, it says, "Open quote, the truth will come out whether they like it or not," said Lupe Guillen, the younger sister of Vanessa. She said this ahead of the meeting with the with the president. Guillen's mother, Gloria Guillen, said that she was very angry to hear that McC- McCarthy um, said her dad, her daughter, had never been sexually assaulted, sexually harassed. Um, And she said she had spoke to her daughter about the harassment, but Gloria Guillen did not detail what her daughter said. Um, She said she was speaking up for the women in the military who are going through this. Um, She said as well, open quote, if there is a war who is going to defend us if our soldiers are being scared to join, end quote. Um, She said in Spanish, who is going to guard our country if our soldiers are being assaulted, killed, and um, and disappeared? The press release um, Vanessa's mom did was really hard to watch and hear. Um, Through tears, she talked about how she will never be able to hold her daughter and now the only way she's able to see her is through her dreams so it's pretty sad did you watch it Jen um
1: no but I did hear about it Uh uh-huh and honestly I feel like if I watch it I'm down but obviously like this whole story makes me want to break this is just so sad, but I know mom is doing a better... I feel like she's not doing it for closure, but she's just doing, it for, like, what her deserves, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's, like, the toughest thing about it is that, like, she's not able to mourn her daughter, um, in the sense of, like, her daughter, right? Like, dying, but she's now having to... Mourn her at the same time that she's trying to get justice for her, and I yeah. think I think it just sucks because it's like one thing, you know, like obviously when like when people join the military, you always have that fear of like dying, but uh-huh. you have that fear when they're actually like overseas somewhere, you know what I mean, or like if there's a war going on or something like that, and I think like when there's not like. A war in, in the sense of like of what we consider a war going on. like parents feel like safe. you know, they feel like their children are, are in the military and they're serving the way that they are, but it's not putting them at like risk in a sense. Uh-huh. Um, and like no one, I don't think anyone thinks of like their child going to get murdered by another service member yeah it's intense. um so with this whole case, um many things come to light with from like from from the tragedies um like for example, sexual assault in the military and what command culture can do um and also, we recently found out about the other seven Fort Hill soldiers who were found dead or had died. And, as usual, and something that we're going to, I think, consistently be talking about is anti-blackness. Um, so, I think, like, for the start of, like, these kind of conversations, I want to start with addressing the anti-blackness because I think it's really important to discuss right away. Um, like, this case was really pushing—was really pushed and, like, publicized by the Latinx communities, Um, and when people found out that Aaron Robinson was a prime suspect in the case, people were really quick to jump on the fact that he was Black. Like, of course, Vanessa, Vanessa's case, um, occurred around the time that George Floyd, his case happened, and the BLM marches began to take Uh place, but... I don't know, people were intense, I would say. So, a lot of people on social media, especially coming from, like, the Latinx community, um, began to say, like, Vanessa's... Like, they began treating Vanessa's death as a way of tearing down the Black Lives Matter movement um, in multiple ways. But, like, they, the things that they were bringing up were, like, oh, have the same energy for Vanessa as, you know, people did for Floyd... And also, like they were like, oh, it's funny. Like we, as like Latinos, were out here supporting BLM, and we're out here marching with you guys, and you guys aren't even bringing to awareness what's going on with Vanessa. And uh-huh. I'm like, no, 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 because that should be pissing me off like left and right. Um, first of all, like the Black community has always organized. Like, they've been organizing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I think, I don't know. Okay, so I think it, like, kind of pisses me off because people, like, they rather focus on, like, his race, um, Specialist Robinson's race, rather than focusing on, like, the lack of care or attention that the military um, in this post have been putting on this case. And, like, I think that's more problematic than the, old, like, well, I think that's just problematic. Um People, like, I just feel like they need to, they need to prioritize where they're at in, in the sense of these cases. And also, like, really look at what the hell they're talking about, in a sense. Like, um... So, one of the things that, like, I was mentioning, like, I had mentioned earlier, was that Vanessa is one of eight people who, since March, have been found dead um, in this post. And yet, no one is, like, questioning that. Like, oh, what the fuck is going on at Fort Hood that so many people are dying? No, no, no. Rather, they're like, oh, a black man killed her. Oh, it's black on Latino crime, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're, like, literally, like not focusing on the overall like aspect and i'm not saying that he doesn't that he didn't deserve punishment right like he like i don't think that was that shouldn't even be like considered what i'm saying is that like you rather focus on this idea rather than what the fuck happened to her like yeah and um like i don't know it kind of like pisses me off because like Latinos anti-blackness is showing really hard at this point. point first and foremost you're literally excluding all like afro-latinos who have also been fighting for Vanessa's case to be even like acknowledged like and then on top of that you're disregarding all the black activists who have been pushing for Vanessa's case to be even like fucking um solved like there the Black Lives Matter movement had to push for it like I I saw a lot of um like Twitter posts or like social media posts um or even like when they were at marches like I saw a lot of like George Floyd with Vanessa Guillen on like you know on posters together like so it's like they're not like they're not excluding one or the other Um, And I think it has to do with the purpose as to why, like, the Black Lives Matter March started in the first place. It was for police brutality. It was for military brutality. It was for structural oppression that happens within the United States. And that's not excluding, you know, one or the other. But obviously we know that structural oppression has hit black communities at higher rates than any other group of people. So, it's, like, I I just, it pisses me off because I think, first and foremost, like, people are trying to make this, like, a, like, a sense of, like, 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 the Olympics of structural oppression, like, who has it worse when that is not what the fuck we're trying to focus, like, Black Lives Matter... Is so fucking important, and also Vanessa again deserves justice. Like, there's no one or the other, it's both. So, I don't know. Um, it's annoying,
1: <laughs> it is. Because, I mean, I said, I don't know why they're trying to blame another movement, and bring them down, and they're so,
0: yeah,
1: they're beginning yeah. to. Like, have justice for Vanessa, have, like, you know? Yeah. It, def- it's just all about recognition basically justice. Like, that's pretty much what the thing is. And I'm just like, we have so much, what's it called, inner racialized is- racism? Yes. In the Latinx community. Yeah. And it's not just latinx community but it is a big part in in the latinx community yeah
0: and it's, because
1: i'm just like you can't tear down another um movement slash race or anything because they're just trying to do what's right right because they've had so much injustice yeah being the same energy it's the fact that they have something to fight for too it's not one or the other
0: right and i think like it's interesting too because like like, Latinos don't like. Latinos are the same fucking people who kind of like blink at the fact that, like, you know, there's hell and, like, there's hell Latinos, undocumented Latinos in ICE detention centers. And the majority of employees in those locations are fucking Latinos. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. Border Patrol. Yeah, Border Patrol, like, all these, like, that's Latinos. And, like, on top of that, too, you can see, like, the lack of care that a lot of, like, Latinos have based on nationality. You know what I mean? Like, we were seeing in, what was it, last year when South Americans were moving towards Central America um, up into like mexico to try to get into the u.s for you know solid t- um for like you know for f- to be able to live in the united states because of the fact that sorry i'm blanking on what the word is but um f- you know it's to get a better life because their fucking countries are in civil war they literally have no food venezuela is a good example of like a fucking country that literally is like dying because they don't have any like form of like survival there at the moment and mexico was being paid by the u.s to literally like house them just to send them back you know what i mean like it's like don't sit here and and literally be out here giving shit for to to another race when you're not even like perfect in art. like you're not perfect at all like you rather let another latino person die or another latino person sit in a detention center because you have papers or because you don't have to deal with that shit and blah 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 like what the fuck you know what i mean like i just i think latinos they need to just check their fucking white privilege because a lot lot of latinos have white privilege or they even have privilege like just being a citizen of the united states and like all these other things you know what i mean like there there's just a there's a privilege in a lot of things that like latinos especially like second generation third first generation second generation like uh, the further you know what i mean like the more simulated you are to american culture the more privilege you are gonna have you know what i mean so yeah um so another thing vanessa vanessa's family and friends um had been organizing and fighting for her whereabouts for a while so that's like another thing too that i just want to bring up because i feel like if we're comparing which we shouldn't even be but if we're comparing blm to anything that is really like latinx based um black communities have organized advocated and like been out doing everything that they possibly can over and over And, like, this is also something that Vanessa's family had been doing. But I think the one thing that, like, really gets me is that Vanessa's family never has never focused on... Or at least what I've seen has never focused on the fact that um, Specialist Robinson was black. Like, what they fucking focus on is the fact that she was being sexually harassed. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like... I, I think it's just interesting that they're, like, trying to really like push this oh he was black he was black and like the family's like y'all like she was being fucking her like sexually harassed like yeah it doesn't matter if he was white if he was black if he was latino if he was a she like the fact is that she was uncomfortable and she was being sexually harassed like that's the point
1: vote to her leaders because like it says like be scared to get laughed at because multiple other females are right, for yeah. even acknowledging it that they went through it
0: right and that's, that's like
1: it, and stuff but I'm like it's not that it's the fact that they don't feel even safe in their own they're fighting for their own country
0: you right. know right yeah like that's and I think that's the part where like it, it gets to me too cause I'm like a place where you know what I mean when they're out here like recruiting people they're over here obviously telling them that oh you'll be like you'll be protected we're a family we're this and that and like they're feeding all these lies to people especially like younger people like Vanessa who enlisted at the age of 18 to believe that this is like this famous or not famous but like this utopia you know what i mean like we've seen so many kids who join the military because of low income or um, the lack of structure at home and things like that. And you just wonder, like, what the fuck they go through. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think that kind of, like, leads into, like, our next topic of, like, one of the the ideas that we want to focus on for this episode is the sexual assault um, and command culture that is... the story or the case sorry the case um has brought to light so we were able to do like a lot of research and like find out like some stuff that um had been put out since even before Vanessa's case so this is like something that a conversation that has already been happening um for many many years but with Vanessa Gian um her case being so publicized it's starting to like bring that shit to light so it's really important for us to discuss so sexual um, assault prevention is a requirement in trainings within the military um and yet like we can argue that it's not well respected the culture of the military has been something that a lot of people like myself are either too soft for when it comes to humor um within it or even the culture because, like, some other jokes can be homophobic, transphobic, sexist, and misogynistic. Um, therefore, everything we are about to say or even talk about will be backed up by information or, and re- like, um, reported statistics in, within the years of 2016 and to 2020. So Jenny and I, um, we found an educational article done by Megan Myers uh, for the Military Times titled, A Culture That Fosters Sexual Assault and Sexual Harassment. Sorry, Persists despite uh, Prevention's Efforts. A new Pentagon study shows. So it's a Pentagon study where she's getting all of her backs from. And um, this article describes regulations, statistics, and information that should give us citizens um, a reason to question the, the military authority and also question the safety for our service members or potential service members. The article begins by saying, open quote, feedback reveals that young service members are as young or sorry, are as vulnerable as ever to unwanted advances both from their peers and authority figures and close quote why do i keep fucking up on that end quote <laughs> um also um they also state the annual report found that sexual assault reports were up three percent in fiscal year 2019 for a total of 6,236 So, that's how many reports were reported in 2019. Yeah. So, a fact sheet done by Protect Our Defenders um, reported that from 2016 to 2020, um, in the fiscal year of 2018, 20,500 service members were sexually assaulted and and or raped including 13,000 women and 7,500 men. Uh, The rate of sexual assault and rape jumped by almost 40% from fiscal year 16 to fiscal year 18. And for women, the rate increased by over 70, or sorry, by over 50% um, to the highest level since 2006. So that's a lot of facts um but overall what we're seeing is that it's just been continuing to increase rather than decrease we'll link off these articles that we are talking about um in probably like on our social media page or something um so that you guys can check them out um but we would like they're just showing that there's a consistently increase and in 2019, the reports of sexual harassment increased by 10%. So again, it's um, going up. These articles go into depth about the lack of knowledge on what sexual harassment is. And through these focus groups that they do, um, the following information was stated. So open quote, in general, participants indicate that sexual harassment at their installations include lower-level behavior such as staring, wonking, making sexual jokes or, and comments, or and comments, um, sharing expli- explicit images, and repeating attempts at unwanted relationships. End quote. According to the report, however, sexual harassment is not always identified correctly, and definitions of sexual sexual harassment can differ among genders. Participants expressed that low-level sexual harassment behaviors are not always properly addressed when they occur due to service members' perspective um, that the behaviors are not serious or are harmless, unquote, sorry. Overall, these uh, studies also show secondary causes that lead to sexual harassment and sexual assault, like alcohol and gender roles. The article explains that men, or male service members, um, feel that a lot of the time if a man is being sexually harassed, people tend to look away as the perpetrator can be female and that's when uh, the perpetrator is female, and or because a man's hood, um, is looked down at because he is being weak if sexual harassment is happening. They also uh, talk about the idea of hazing and harassment, like so. They so they they talk about how. They can't really see the difference between hazing and harassment because they say hazing is part of the culture. It's part of what makes, you know, people feel like they give people a hard time so that they can join and be part of the family and break you down and make sure that, like, you're joining it. But then because hazing is seen as this, a lot of the time, especially with men, um... What happens is that if they feel that they're going through some type of harassment, they first mark it down as hazing, like the complaint as hazing, before it even becomes a sexual harassment complaint. So ultimately, hazing is causing confusion on what hazing is seeing and what is sexual harassment between the two. So, um... There's just, like, a shit ton of things that kind of happen within this. Like, I think uh, within these preventions, right, like, these trainings that they're doing. Um, And you'll even, if you guys read the articles, a lot of the people say that they don't actually fucking pay attention to it, which is problem one. Because they're kind of just things that they have to do to get it over with, and it becomes a problem. Yeah,
1: and it's kind of just, like i don't know it's just it's just not a college it's not a frat it's not a sword right it's legit you're trying to fight for your country right hazing a part of it like i understand when there's like hazing and it's not like i don't want to say hate like there's some parts of hazing that isn't bad but there is like you know what i mean yeah people don't go to the extreme when it comes to hazing well some people and then
0: if others google unr <laughs> i'm just kidding you know literally, like how
1: they go overboard with hazing literally having somebody die because of the hazing
0: yeah well and i think that's another thing too it's like i understand that within being or enlisting in the military you, uh, people have to build like a lot of resiliency you know what i mean like they have to find ways to feel secure in what they're doing because ultimately they know that there's a possibility that they can lose their life if they go to war you know what I mean so you yeah. like I understand the idea of them trying to build some type of like like coping like skills you know what I mean but um this ain't it <laughs> you know what I mean like and
1: yeah. o- like you get really close to people, and you kind of have to because you're fighting with alongside mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It's the like, like, yeah. you do something so wrong, and I'm not gonna lie. Like there is sexual harassment in family, sometimes in families, and you know.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. I think like.
1: It shouldn't. I don't
0: know. No, and I think that's like that's a, a good point though. It's like I think that no matter what you try to make as, like, this perfect idea, right, like, or this perfect agency or this perfect system, there's always flaws in them, and sexual harassment is gonna take place in a place like this if it's not being closely cared for, you know what I mean? And especially, like, in this case where, like, so many women and so many men who have been either sexually harassed or raped um they feel no no uh, like no power in the case of trying to even report it and so when I think especially in this case where if you're not even reporting this then it gives perpetrators the the ability to continue doing it you know what I mean and it's like That's not on the victim, that's not on the victim's case, but I think it's overall at the beginning of, like, why these people in the first place don't feel safe enough to report it, you know what I mean? Like, it has to do with the system itself, because this is, like, part of the culture that you don't feel safe, or you do not have the, like, the, uh, like, the protection of saying it in the first place you know what i mean yeah
1: um
0: and actually so if we look at um that fact sheet that we also um found it's even states like in the fiscal year of 2018 over one in four victims who did not report feared retaliation from their commander and or co-workers um and also um nearly one in every three victims who did did not report feared the process would be unfair or nothing would be done so there's already a sense of flaw in the system i would say um and because this already is like part of the culture it allows soldiers and service members to continue to not even report or not even think about reporting because of the fear of retaliation or what can happen to them so, with that said, we kind of want to move on to the other seven soldiers at Fort HUD who went missing or were killed um, <clears throat> or, or ended up dead um, there. And Jenny um, will take off from here.
1: So, starting with Shelby, uh, Tyler Jones who was 20 years old, he was murdered on March 1st after after suffering from a gunshot in Colleen, Texas, believed he was shot in a strip club and was found at a convenience store. Um, from my understanding, allegedly no one knows how he got from the club to the convenience store, and it's still an open cage though so if there's any other information probably it's going to come up soon if the hopefully
0: piece,
1: you know, well yeah if they're like focusing so much for it like there should be info
0: yeah for sure from, well like, and from anybody yeah and that hopefully because like especially with him specifically he was at a strip club miles away from like their post and then yeah. They thought he was shot at the convenience store, is what was said. Like they thought he was shot there, and that's where he died. But apparently, he was shot at the club, and then and shot. walked. Or, no, they don't know. No one knows like what, how he got from one place to another mm-hmm. because apparently, like yeah, the club was down the street from the convenience store, so it could have been possible that he walked. No one, but uh, there's no confirmed. um yeah. Like I any, mean, there's no confirmed. Um, plot nothing's confirmed (laughs)
1: Uh, okay so the next soldier was Christopher Wayne Sawyer he was 29 and found unresponsive on March 5th and apparently the CID CID, did not find any foul play but they did not rule it out either and that's all the information pretty much on Christopher Wayne Sawyer which hopefully they should be more information coming yeah. soon because there's no way like
0: I understand he was unresponsive but like but the, no autopsy you know what I yeah, mean like I nothing odd. No, right like nothing they didn't even be like oh he had a heart attack oh he you know had an allergic reaction and died like nothing 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 like yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: there's no information or at least any information that we found by the mm-hmm. way that like proves one thing or another or says that there was an autopsy made. But from what we know, nothing's been released.
1: So the other soldier is Freddie Benego, Benego, yes. De La Cruz Jr. He was 23 years old at the time of his death. And on March 14th, he was murdered alongside two other people in an apartment complex in Colleen, Texas. All of them were gunned down and the case is being... It is as a triple homicide which it should be yeah because there's three bodies and
0: <laughs> jenny are said the most obvious thing which yeah triple homicide there's three bodies
1: <laughs> well yeah well i'm just saying like it should be treated like higher i think because there's a lot more bodies involved yeah no uh, yeah I just thought it was funny
0: not like not them being killed but like, yeah I
1: know my statement
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um
1: the next one is uh Brandon Scott Rose Rosecrans I think Rosecrans?
0: it's Rosecrans yeah I think he said it right
1: sorry if it's wrong um <laughs> uh he was 27 found dead on May 18th miles away from Fort Hood he was shot the day they found him, they also found a uh, found his car burned, a twenty sixteen Jeep Renegade, and which they believe it was arson, and his his family believes that there was foul play involved. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's all that's happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and then the next one is i feel like he was kind of brought up right at vanessa's same thing because i'll just go into it after um but skeletal remains of private second class gregory scott morales was discovered in a field in Colleen, texas on june 19th 10 months after the 24 year old vanished following information received by the cid last seen on the night of August nineteenth, twenty nineteen, 2019, driving his personal vehicle in Clean, Texas, um, according to the Fort Hood statement, and was scheduled to be discharged within a couple of days when he um the statement says and also when way before they found out it was Gregory Scott Morales, um um that it was his remains, they believed that it was Vanessa. Mm. The reason they found out obviously it wasn't vanessa's because he did the test and they were like oh no like this is another body and that's when everybody was like another one
0: yeah know? that's when it started becoming like what the fuck
1: mm-hmm. so um aaron robinson we spoke on he died by suicide um a couple days before he knew he was being or he knew he was being prosecuted for vanessa um death um we already spoke on vanessa and then the next one is mejor morta
0: i think yeah i think you said right dude i was hella like confused on how to say his name but yeah
1: once you said it 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 sounded right babe thank you so it's (laughs) mejor um morta if we're wrong i'm really sorry yeah yeah um we're trying our, our best. Yeah. <laughs> he found, or Fort Hood officials identified Mortaz. Um, he was twenty six. After he was found unresponsive on July seventeenth, near Stillhouse Hollow Lake, about sixteen miles from the base. According the, to the news release from Fort Hood, his body was found um, at the base of the dam, and they believe he he was he died by drowning. Mm. yeah, because um yeah they found them at the I don't know, it could also be like somebody's you know,
0: yeah, like there there's not enough information to know on whether it was like an accident or if it was murder. yeah, yeah cool. um if they
1: believe it I mean they have to do obviously more of an investigation
0: or I anything foxpsy yeah and I think that's the interesting thing about it is that um l- like I wonder you know what I mean like how many other like if Vanessa like just unfortunately you know what I mean if like unfortunately Vanessa Gian died was murdered mm-hmm. but I wonder if Vanessa didn't if this didn't happen and if the or even if she it did happen but the public like the public wasn't as heavily involved or it didn't get as much awareness as it has I wonder w- would, would we, we have we, would we have even known about like all these things you know what I mean
1: honestly but, I feel like we wouldn't have because obviously it was her case that pushed a lot of light yeah. and in into forehead because there's there shouldn't be this many deaths you know
0: yeah like one station right and i think the other thing is too is that like i wonder like i i just think about it too like because a lot of these like when i was reading a lot of their stories and stuff they were like oh this police department is taking care of like finding out and this police department is, is you know, t- uh, like, they're they're in charge of the case and stuff like that. And yeah. I feel like if I was in the military and one of my so- soldiers just got murdered, my, like, if we talk about all this propaganda and all this, like, patriotism that falls in it, like, and, and what it means to be, like, a soldier, they say it's, like, this family and it's all this and that. Like, I feel like wouldn't you as a station like uh, you as a, a military base care more you know what I mean like wouldn't you want answers like why was a soldier killed like you know what I mean like I just feel like they're like this person got murdered and they're like eh, okay well we'll let you do your job let us know if you find anything out if you don't that's cool too you know what I mean like that's kind of like where I feel like I understand that The military has a lot of soldiers, and, like, they have a lot of shit going on, but if you care so much about these people who enlist in this setting where they're willing to give up their life to protect and care for other people, why the fuck aren't we doing the same for that? Yeah. So, and I feel like the other thing is, too, like one of the last things that we're definitely going to mention is this isn't like the first time this is happening like at least not like not necessarily for forehead Fort Hood has had some other tragic events happen prior to this. Um, and if you guys look into Fort Hood, you guys will know, like, you'll see, like, all this other shit that happened. Like, I think they had a shooting there, like, a couple years ago, too, where someone came on to base and started shooting people or something. Um, I can be wrong on that, but double check on it. Um, but overall, like, we've just seen so many people gone missing or murdered and no one give two fucks about it um a good example of that is in 20 um in 2005 Lavana johnson was actually in iraq um fighting um for whatever people think the war on iraq was um <clears throat> and um she was basically like evidence shows that she was murdered and evidence shows that she was raped um but they ruled it as a suicide and her family who by the way her dad also was a veteran of the military um he was like wondering for answers left and right like he wanted to know what the fuck happened to his daughter and i think he still had been like trying to figure out what the fuck happened because if you guys look into her case dude there's no way that this woman was able to to commit suicide with everything that happened there was bruises all over her body there was broken bones broken um facial structure there was um i i believe and i this this is a little um a little explicit but um i believe that they had burned her genitals Um, to hide evidence of her being raped. Um, and they said that she shot herself with a, um... I'm 16. Yeah. And her father was like, y'all act like I wasn't in the military. Um, he says there's no possible, there's no possible way that she was able to do that when his daughter was 5'2". And the structure of her body would not have allowed her to be able to, like, her arms weren't long enough to shoot herself with the rifle in her mouth. So, he, there's so much, there's so much evidence that pointed to the fact that she was murdered. Um, and yet, it was covered up. So, um, I just, I don't know, I think, um, so, Jenny and I are obsessed with Bailey Sarian, like, that's nothing new, we've talked about her before, um, but if you guys want to know, like, a more in-depth case on her, on Lavanna Johnson, um, definitely look into, uh, the video that Bailey Sarian did on her, um, it's from years ago, so, yeah, just Google it, or YouTube search think it. you it,
1: it, in the social media? Yeah, post. yeah. Um, just so you guys could be, or uh, if you're interested on, uh, Levana, love.
0: John- I think it's right?
1: Yeah.
0: um and so oh we could you- be saying her name wrong oh we're so sorry we're so yeah. sorry yeah but um yeah this this story with Vanessa Gian um is so heartbreaking it's really really tragic um and we just like that's another thing too is like Levana, um Johnson was a black woman, and Vanessa Guillen is a Latina, and, like, she's Mexican-American, um, and you just wonder, you know what I mean, like, is this specifically, or not specifically, right, but, like, is this a consistent thing with, um, like, women who are bio POC, you know what I mean, yeah. Within this the service um, system, I don't know, and like, unfortunately, like, and I and I think that's another thing too. It's like, it's fucking sad. Like, I'm sure that it happens to women of all races um, within the military, or even, like, like I want, I don't want to say. But you've just heard of cases where, even when troops, regardless of what country they're at, right or from, right, like troops mm-hmm. go to a different country and they also sexually assault or rape native women of that, that um, of that country. You know what I mean? Like it's not just us. It's it's a, like a worldwide thing. But that doesn't excuse it. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Yeah. Like, this power, that's another fucking thing that, like, another thing that kind of gets to me is that just because you think that you're some powerful authority does not give you the right to get or to take shit that does not, like, shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, it just frustrates me, and so- <laughs> um, it just, uh, yeah, and sometimes, like, I don't even know how to put it, it into words um, which is why I struggle a lot with like describing what I'm trying to say. But overall, it's like it's a problem, and th- and it needs to stop. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so um, I guess we'll leave it at that. Um, we will love to have these discussions with you um, all on our Twitter, Instagram page, um, and yeah, like, let's have these conversations, um, talk to us about just any of the stuff that we talked about today, um, we'll link all of that information on our social media pages, um, and, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you, or, I guess, talking to you soon. Bye, everyone! Bye, and thank you guys for listening to another episode of Latina Ghouls. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.